What's going on, Fourth and Inches Podcast listeners? You got Dan, Kevin, Stevie P coming at you. What's going on, fellas? What's going on, world? What's going on, boys? What's up, guys? Only a few more of these left in our season. You ain't lying. Yep. You ain't lying. A couple more weeks of playoffs and... We you know, go maybe down to a one a week. I was gonna say maybe a little daily fantasy for for playoff action, but uh, you know, until then, you still got your three a week. Uh, today is Wednesday. You know, of course, we are going to um, get into our news, break down tomorrow's game. Uh, you know, get into our high guys for the week, and then do some start sick questions. Uh, but first, before you get into those, let's uh, don't forget to check us out on our website at www.fourthandinchesff.com. That is www.4thinchesff.com for a bunch of content. You got articles, blogs, player profiles, rankings, and you can subscribe to our VIP content. This will give you access to DFS info, DFS lineups, and our DFS article, which you know contains a bunch of interest uh, players that we are interested in for the week in Daily Fantasy. So check those out. Also, look for us on the Fantasy Life app. We will be doing start sick questions on there throughout the year. And if you're listening to the podcast, make sure you hit that subscribe button and give us a five-star rating. Also, if you're interested in doing a $2 FanDuel tournament with us, uh, it's up every week. The link to the tournament is on the podcast show notes. So uh, click on the link. Uh, take it to the tournament. You know, put in a lineup and test your fantasy wits against us. Uh, so now let's get into the news. Ladies and gentlemen. Can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. All right, so let's get to that news. We have Vikings running back Alexander Madison, who sat at a practice today, has no doubt that he'll play on Sunday at the Los, at Los Angeles Chargers. Oh, yeah, he said. Madison, who is from Southern California, said... Just taking it day to day to get fully healthy and be ready to go. So, Alexander Madison will be okay. I don't think you're starting him, but it is what it is. Steelers running back James Conner had a knee injury, and Juju Smith Schuster, also with a left knee injury, practiced fully when, or today. So, yeah, that's Wednesday. So, uh, you know, those are two big pieces. I don't know how confident you're going to be in starting Juju. You know, James Conner probably is going to be in my, you know, I guess 18 to 22 range at running back. So definitely a guy you're probably going to put in your lineups. Bucks coach Bruce Arians said there's no plans at this point to put Mike Evans on injured reserve. It's a pretty it's a pretty good hamstring strain. He said he heals fast enough to spring. I don't know what that actually means, <laughs> but he said, so we'll just see how it goes. Oh, no, he says he healed fast enough in the spring. Yeah, I think he had a hamstring oh, issue. in the spring. Ah, I misread it. In the spring. So, yeah, we'll guess we'll see what's going on with that. I don't care how fast you heal. Did you, if you saw how he was writhing in pain. Yeah. <laughs> after, like he literally, he caught, did you see that play? He caught the ball, right, and then almost looked like he was playing hopscotch on one leg to get into the end zone and then was just like looked like he got shot in his back of his leg so mm -hmm. i don't know that to me that that seems a little more painful than just a you know just a, a couple week injury I, I i highly doubt we see him the rest of the season carol uh, I says would, i would be surprised too yeah that would be crazy uh carol says rashad penny will have surgery on hit to repair his acl i mean we kind of 
I guess we all assumed that was going to happen. Bruce Arians expects Jameis Winston to play against Detroit. Um, that's pretty. That's that's a big deal. Yeah, you know I mean that throwing hand. You know he's on pace to throw for five thousand yards, which doesn't happen very often in the NFL. So, you know, hopefully he gets to that. And probably fifty interceptions. Yes. Yes. We I gotta... did the math. I did the math. It's only forty. Uh, well, <laughs> close enough. <laughs> Josh Jacobs has been cleared to practice. Doesn't mean he'll play, but it's step in the right direction. Uh, must still prove that he can do what he required to do at the running back at the running back position on game day. So I guess we'll see. You know, we'll see about that. Honestly, if you know, we're going to talk about that a little bit, but you know. DeAndre Washington is a must-have, period. Uh, Titans practice today. Did not see Derrick Henry, Adam Humphreys, uh, Darren Bates left practice early, Kenny Vaccaro, Sims returned from injury, and then John Glennon. Oh, John Glennon wrote that. Devontae Freeman is not out at practice during the open media portion. So I guess we'll see what's going on with that. He had a pretty good game last week. Uh, barring a setback in practice this week, Vikings wide receiver Adam Thielen is expected to return to the lineup Sunday against the Chargers after missing the past four games due to hamstring injury per league source. Adam Schefter. Uh, let's see. We have the Ravens' official injury report uh, from tomorrow for tomorrow's game against the Jets. List Ronnie Stanley as doubtful. Oof, that's a big – that's a hit. And uh, Chris Board – as out with concussions, Lamar Jackson's quad and Mark Andrews' knee, Anthony Levine's ankle, and Jaheed Ward's elbow are questionable. So that is uh, definitely big news. You know, Ronnie Stanley has been a very good left tackle all season long, so missing him is a uh, is a is a problem. And then it says injury status for the Jets tomorrow night at the Ravens. We have on the out list. Uh, the center Idago, we have Ryan Griffin, Brian Poole, and Bilal Powell all out. We have uh, Jamal Adams. We have Jamal Adams, Millette, and Demarius Thomas, and Quentin Williams. Doubtful. And then on, with the questionable tags, we have Anderson, Beecham, Farley, McClendon, Montgomery, and Shepard. Uh, all on the question with questionable tags. So a lot of injuries in tomorrow's game. Uh, Damian Williams returned to practice today for the Chiefs. That is, you know, probably going to be his job. Because if you looked at that game last week, guys, let's talk about this real quick. Because this has been an issue with the Chiefs running backs. You don't know who the hell to start. But with Damian Williams coming back, how confident are we that Damian Williams is going to get the workload of – you know, I guess the lead back role. He he had before before he went down. He was basically he was that guy. They 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 shelved McCoy because of the fumbleitis, and um, you know for a good solid two games, three games, he was basically he was you know getting seventy five percent of the carry. So I feel I think I just don't think they're confident in anybody but him, and he hasn't even looked great. But I think they're trying to see what they have in him. Yeah, I think he's going to assume a, a you know. I think maybe they maybe ease him back this game, you know, so maybe they give him like 65% of the work. But I definitely agree. I think he's going to see more work. Yeah, I just don't think they trust Shady. I really don't. You know what I mean? Like the dude has not had more than 13 touches in a game basically all season. You know what I mean? So I don't see how they 
you know, don't just go back to letting Damian do his thing and, you know, help them get to the playoffs. Because they really – what this offense has been lacking, you know, to me, has been a threat at the running back position. Like, mm-hmm. if you look at you – know, I mean, if you look at what the way the Kansas City Chiefs played last year compared to this year, the difference to me was, you know, they had – yeah, they had Kareem Hunt, who they had him for 11 games. He played amazing. And then right after that, they didn't miss a step with Damian Williams when he came in. And he was just just as good as Kareem Hunt, really, if you look at his numbers. Maybe even a little bit better to end the mm-hmm. season. And this year, they just haven't had that. So, you know, they haven't had any threat in the backfield this year. I don't really think they've given anybody an opportunity, though. Like, since the beginning, they've gone with this committee and – that wasn't what they did last year. Last year was one guy. And a lot of times with running backs, you need more than, you know, 10, 15 carries and touches to, to make a difference. You know, if you look at a guy, even like, you know, Derrick Henry, you give Derrick Henry 12 carries, his stats are going to look a lot different than if you're giving him 25 carries. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just, you know, Shady McCoy's always been one of those guys that if you give him the ball by the end of the game, he gets better and better and better and better. The problem is he just has been fumbling all year. Like, and this has never really been a problem with Shady until this year. Like he's never really been a big fumbler. No. You know, he, he would have his fumbles here and there and he always held the ball really loose. But you know, this year he's just, you know, they, they haven't been able to trust him. And to me, to me, Shady McCoy looks like their best running back, but if he's if he can't hold on to the ball, you can't keep putting him out there. Here's here's a here's a pretty impressive stat that I read today. Miles Sanders is a few yards short of a thousand scrimmage yards this year, and recently he's been getting the ball a lot more, upwards of eighteen to twenty carries. If they would have given him the ball eighteen times every game this year, just touches, he would have broken sixteen hundred total yards on you know pace the whole pace of the year that's what his you know his what his average is per touch 18 1600 scrimmage yards this year is rookie year he probably would have been mvp or, or not mvp but rookie of the year yeah because you know it's probably gonna be josh jacobs and he's having a really good year but you know josh jacobs isn't having a 1600 1700 yard season so eagles definitely got got their guy i mean he showed it now the guy he, he's got i mean he's really something special i mean Bart and scott looked awesome last week but that was, you know, I think that was just the game flow. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, with Damian Williams, right? So Damian Williams has 83 yards for 300, 83 carries for 309 yards. If you remember, didn't he have like a 75-yard run or something like that as yeah. well? Yeah, he had a... So if you take out that 75-yard run, you're basically looking at 82 for, you know, 235, 230 yards. See, but that's like, why... That's, yeah, it's like it's like less than three a carry. Yeah, and that's you know, why that's, I hate yards per carry. That's exactly yeah. why I hate yards per carry. It was a couple years ago. I'm trying to think who the running back was. And we're getting a little bit off topic. But it, I mean, it is on topic when you're talking about what Kev just brought up. But mm-hmm. I want to say Isaiah Crowell. That's who it was. Isaiah yeah. Crowell. He had he had a thousand yard season. Right. The very next year, everybody's toting him as this top, you know, three or four round pick guy you mean oh you gotta get crowell yeah. in your line he's a, he's a five yard per that was carry actually guy two years two years ago i think was his big year and yeah. last year was the year that that was happening where maybe it was three years ago that that happened and yeah two it was years something like was that draft. two or three years ago it was recent had that. Yeah. yeah so right right so everybody oh you gotta get him you know end of round three early round four you know mid round three early round four you know whatever in that range and if you looked at his season the prior year, he had four carries, four, 
of over eight, like 75 yard touchdowns. Like yeah. it was ridiculous. Like, <laughs> and that just boosts the yards per carry. Yeah, dude, he was running for like, if you took those away, I think I broke down the numbers and, and we might've said it on a podcast three years ago, Kev, but I think I broke down the numbers and it was literally something like he went from, you know, whatever, 4.8 yards per carry all the way down to like 3.7. Like literally, if you just take those runs away, it was that big of a of a of a you know of a drop. It was just unbelievable. So you know what I mean? Like yards per carry is the worst stat ever. It really is. It just, yeah. especially when you have those big explosive guys that that have you know sixty, seventy, eighty yard touchdowns. It really just blows their numbers up. Yep. But let's finish this news up. So we have Julie, uh, Julian Edelman is absent from Patriots practice, uh, his first absence of the season. You know, that's something, you, you know, that's to me that's probably just more of a maintenance thing. I mean, the guy is literally their only weapon on offense. Like, that, and that's not an exaggeration, and we're going to get into that. But uh, wide receiver A.J. Green will not practice today. Zach Taylor indicated Green still wants to play this season. <laughs> I, I believe that. Are you kidding me? <laughs> like, does anybody <laughs> believe that? Do you think that we're idiots? <laughs> it's ridiculous. He wants to play this season, yet we're in week 15, and he hasn't played all And he was supposed to be healthy by week three or four. Yeah, exactly. Dude ain't playing all year. He's not playing. Just give it up, guys. He's not playing. All right. Um, we already read about Josh Jacobs. All right, wide receiver Odell Beckham groin limited during portion of practice open to reporters. So, Odell Beckham is a flex. So, if you really need Odell Beckham this week, you know, good luck with that. Daniel Jones participated in the portion of practice open to the media. Well, we know he's not playing because they already said it's a two- to four-week injury. Yeah, and Pat Shermer said Eli's likely to start. He said that today, so. Yeah. All right, so Ryan Griffin. Oh, we read that. Let's see. Some Raiders news. The Raiders signed Preston Brown, DJ Swearinger, and Terrell McLean. No, actually, no, they were waived. Yeah. <laughs> Preston Brown, DJ, DJ Swearinger. Yeah. yeah. Preston Brown, DJ Swearinger, and Terrell McLean were all waived from the Raiders. Preston Brown did sign somewhere. I actually did see that pop up somewhere, but that's not really super relevant. Uh, the 49ers have placed Marquise Godwin on injured reserve. I would, it's funny. Like, did you even hear about a Chris God? I mean, a Marquise Godwin Goodwin Goodwin injury? Because no. I, I was actually looking at this. I saw this pop up on my on my you know fantasy life app earlier, and I had been wondering like where this guy went in this offense. He just like well after like he, week three he, he just did. disappeared. Yeah, well, they all they all did. I mean, Pettis is hurt too. He's another one. I think he's out for the year. Goodwin. Uh, they basically just been running Kendrick Bourne with Debo and Emmanuel Sanders as their three wide receivers, and that is honestly their best. It really like, is. They're the best three. Like, I mean, <laughs> really Kendrick Bourne seems to catch touchdowns every time they're in the red zone, and Debo and Emmanuel Sanders right now are just on fire. So Goodwin looked. I, I don't Goodwin think looked awesome think. though. Pre, I mean, before this year, he he looked like he had potential. He's big. He looked like a big play guy you know super was, super fast i think yeah. it was like a couple was that a couple years ago when he year. was with jimmy last year, year with yeah, jimmy was, when he got caught on at the end uh, two years two years ago year. two years ago he had a really good year and then last year i think he still had a decent year yeah, yep 
Yeah, it was two years yeah, ago. Last, yeah, he caught on with Jimmy because it was the last five games of the season. Yeah. Jimmy Jimmy Katz, uh, you know, came over. Uh, he started the last five games. So yeah, it was the last five games of 2017, and then yeah, 2018. And then last year, Jimmy got hurt, and yeah, he, he also was dealing with some off the field stuff. I think he had yeah, like family his, issues. His sister passed away. Yeah, yeah so that. yeah, that was yeah. crazy. All right, so Source Redskins running back Darius Geis is going on injury reserve following his MCL sprain suffered in last week's game. His season is over. The team goes with the safe move, meaning Geis will be healthy for 2020. Uh, the Redskins announced that he will be placed on – Darius Geis will be placed on IR. The so. word healthy with Darius Geis is <laughs> in quotation marks. <laughs> for real. Real hard quotation marks. You know, like them Austin Powers – quotation marks yeah, yeah, yeah all right so that is it for the news all right you want to get back to the julian edelman uh yeah thing? yeah julian edelman i don't really i think that's more of a i think it's more of a maintenance thing i, I know he hasn't missed practice all year but like i said he's been their like main like he literally I don't think there is a player that is more important to their team than Julian Edelman is it to the Patriots. Like if he goes I, down, that offense like just can't move. That's I that's agree. why that's why there, I that's why I thought out of like all the receivers this year, he had the potential to really have like a monster, monster year. But as good as he is and as much of you know, as you just said, the the offense he is, that offense just is not Oh, it's bad or not. They just did. They just, they have no, they have zero run game. And besides him, they really can't make plays. They, they have no big play threat at all. Nothing. I mean, at least when Josh Gordon was there, he gave you some, somewhat of a big play threat. They have no big, because we know Julian Edelman's never been a big play guy. He's, he's your, you know, he's your slot guy over the middle. You know, your big, you know, your meant 15 target guy, but they have, they got nothing right now. I mean, I know we've, this sounds like the same song and dance we've done many, many times. And then they come out and somehow, find ways to win in the playoffs, but I don't know. No, I just don't I, see how this I team, can't see it this no, year. I don't see, yeah. I, I mean, it, it. I really it's, just, it's just, they've been, they've been beat by all three of the teams that could possibly be in the playoffs. The, the yeah. Texans, the chiefs and the, the Ravens have all just dismantled them. And, you know, they're, they're team, they're the playoff teams that they're going to see. They're, they're not going to be able to get through those teams. No, know? I mean, and especially the, the, the Ravens. The Ravens. They they're no, they're the nowhere Ravens. in that. They're nowhere close to the Ravens. No, I don't think anybody in the AFC. I, I think the Kansas City Chiefs are as close as you're going to get to to you know playing a good game against the Ravens. But yeah, the Ravens Kansas are City actually beat them game. this year. So yeah, you know they they do. I would say if there is a That's team, a that would be the team that could just you know do it with their firepower. Yeah, honestly, you know when you when you break down the Patriots schedule, right? They were. It was a, very easy yes, early. <laughs> it really was. Like they had a phenomenal schedule to start the season, and then it just has gone bad since they started playing really good teams. Like, you know, you could see it in that Buffalo game. You know, what I mean, a lot of people. I don't think people realize just like the chink in the armor that was shown in that Buffalo game. You know, I mean, the Buffalo has a really, really good defense, but Tom Brady could not do anything in that game if you watch that game buffalo that all that his offensive line just could not keep the buffalo defenders off him he was under pressure that entire game and every good team he has faced so far this year that has a any resemblance of a pass rush has he literally have not been able to stop him 
like they've not been able to to fend off. When was the last time that you saw Tom Brady getting blitzed in a game and them like him not being able to handle it? Last week, the Chiefs literally blitzed him on like it was like forty three percent of their plays. They were blitzing. And he couldn't. He could do nothing. Like literally, he would drop back, and he was taking sacks. He was throwing the ball away. He was. You know what I mean? It was terrible. Like it. I just don't see how this Patriots team can possibly win, like yeah. in the playoffs. I just don't see it. It would be crazy, given all the all the stuff going around them right now with you know spy Spying. game two, and uh, you know. If they lost to the Bengals this week, could oh you imagine Dude. the shitstorm that would surround the Patriots? Nah, they, they, like they got caught. They already got they already got the Bengals playbook. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I'm not even kidding. I have Joe Mixon as my, one of my high guys, and I and I'm gonna explain why. But it, it, that's why I really do think. I think. <laughs> I think if the you're Patriots, telling me the Bengals are going to beat the Patriots, Steve. I uh, no, I don't think the Bengals are going to beat the Patriots. Okay. But right. I do think that the Bengals are not going to get blown out by any stretch of the imagination in this game. I don't think there's any chance in hell with that offense that they're blowing anyone out, even the Bengals. And the Bengals have been actually really good against quarterbacks. But we'll get to that when we get when we get to our breakdowns. But the New England Patriots plays or play teams that they played, right? So they played Pittsburgh, Miami, the Jets. Buffalo, that was their tough game, right? Then they had Washington, the Giants, the Jets again, Cleveland, right? So all the the first eight weeks of the season were just terrible teams. Against Baltimore, they get completely whitewashed, like just tore a new one, right? They get a bye week. They come to Philly, right, score 17 points. They go to Dallas, or, they, you know, Dallas comes to them, they have an uh, okay game, and then they get dismantled by the Houston Texans and the Kansas City Chiefs back-to-back weeks. Like, literally every good team on that schedule that they played, they just have gotten smishmashed by. It's- the defense won that game against Dallas. They only scored like 13 points in that Dallas. Yeah. That was like a 13-7 to game or something crazy. I forget what that score is, but it was very, very low scoring. Exactly. Philly was the same way. Yeah, the Yeah, was Philly the was 17-10 to 10 or something, so yeah, they – Yep, it, this 17, offense 13. just can't move the damn ball. Period. They can't. They can't do anything. Tom Brady's over there yelling at his guys like, "Please get open, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. just please." I saw. I just need you to be faster and quicker. Like, when have you ever seen Tom Brady run to the sideline and say, "Guys, we need to be faster, more diligent." Like, you know, moving, moving, you know, moving at like, a faster Tom, you pace. Run like- Tom, you run like a six forty. <laughs> he still, <laughs> he like, still uh, has NFL, hey, but he still has NFL faster, receivers <laughs> suiting up. Last week, Josh McCown was going to be our right wide receiver. I don't know if you guys read that. Did you hear about that? Yeah. Yeah. Josh yeah. McCown was going to be an Eagles wide receiver because he played a little bit of receiver back in the day when he had to. Oh, but know. he was like, he said, he told coaches he was ready to go. He had, he switched out his quarterback helmet for uh, another helmet. I mean, is that is that that's really how bad it's come to. All right, so let's get into the Thursday night game. We got the New York Jets going to Baltimore to face the Ravens. Uh, let's start on the Jets side of the ball. It's probably Le'Veon Bell and has it. That's and all that, I got. That really yeah, all really I is. got is Le'Veon. I mean, yeah, that, no, I mean Robbie's been playing a lot better. Yeah, Robbie's been playing a lot better as of lately. Late, I mean, you know, I think the last three weeks he's really stepped it up. Uh, but I don't think you can count on him against the Jets or against the Ravens defense. You yeah, know, Ra- Jamison Crowder's felt falling off the face of the earth. 
he's no longer relevant for fantasy after the last three weeks of production that he's put up. Ryan Griffin is hurt. You know, there's no tight end out there. Yeah, you're basically looking at Le'Veon Bell, and that's it for the Jets. Yeah, Ravens are trying to wrap up this number one seed, so you know they're going to come playing hard. They're not, you know, if they, if they get it wrapped up, you know, after next week, then they'll lay down week 17, but they're, they're, they're going to come playing hard this week. They want that number one seed. You're not lying. And it's a 14.5 spread. 16 it's jumping up to. It's going up by the minute, I think. Yeah, it has been 16 right now. It's ridiculous. Like, it doesn't even make no sense. You know what I mean? Like, and, and you know what the funny part is? Normally, I would say, normally when it gets to 12, that's my cutoff. When it gets to 12, I always bet the team that's getting 12 because, to me, 12 is like that magic number. As soon as the team gets 12, you're like, oh, yeah, they're not covering that. I have no faith that the Jets can cover even 14 and a half, yeah. let alone 16. If if they, I have literally zero faith that they will hold, be within 16 points of the of the Ravens tomorrow. I, and that's missing their left tackle and a couple other pieces that they're going to be missing. I just have no faith that the Jets are able to do anything in this game. They're going to get squashed. It's going to be bad. Yep. So from the Ravens side of the ball, uh, obviously you're starting Lamar Jackson. Here is the issue with the quad, but he's saying he's playing. So if he's playing, you're playing him. Yes, uh, fantasy owners out there who have two good quarterbacks. If Lamar Jackson is one of your quarterbacks, it does not matter who your second quarterback is. Stop asking everybody and their mom, should I start this person or Lamar Jackson? Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson, Lamar well, Jackson. Well, Lamar Dude, Jackson's playing. It's not even a question. Yeah, no, I'm talking about people that I don't think pe- people are just concerned because, you know, it, it's it, it, they're maybe worried that it's going to be lingering, you know, or if he's going to be the MVP type player that he uh, that he's been all year. But you can't take that chance. I mean, this is just, this is a, this is in Baltimore and a prime matchup for him against one of the top three worst defenses in the league. Yep. Yeah, it'll be fine. Um, Mark Ingram. Uh, he seemed to be slowing down over the last few weeks, but I still think you got to roll him out there. Uh, he's still getting catches from here, you know, from game to game. Um, still getting his carries. I think last week he had, you know, somewhere in the 40 or 50 yard range, but also had like 30 yards on four catches or something like that. So, you know, you still got to roll Mark Ingram out there. What do you guys think of Hollywood Brown? He's been too bad the last couple of weeks. Really rough. I mean, he's, he played some real, he played four Niners in Buffalo. So, two awesome secondaries um but he's been it's been rough yeah it's been bad and i'm not 100 percent sure i did see him pop up on the injury list but i don't i didn't see if they were said he was going to play or not but even if he does play you know he is a you know flex play i mean you can't really trust him for any more than that because he's just He's one big play or nothing, really. And that's how Connie's been all year. I mean, I think next year, you know, as he develops a little bit more of a route tree and all that, he'll be very, you know, very relevant, you know, because I don't see Lamar running for another 1,000-yard season next year. So I definitely think he'll be, you know, more relevant in the passing game. But, you know, in this, this year you really can only trust him as a, as a low-end flex. And it, in a matchup that – you're probably not going to win, and you need that dude who's going to possibly get 125 yards and a touchdown. You know what I mean? That's yeah, that's yeah. when I'm starting Hollywood. Yeah, and obviously Mark Andrews is a is a great guaranteed starter every week. I think that pretty much wraps it up. You're starting Buff or Baltimore's defense. Um, 
that's oh, pretty yeah. much it, right? That's pretty yeah, much that's it. Pretty much it. There's not really anybody, you know. Willie Sneed, Miles Boykin, you're not starting any of those yeah, guys. Starting guys yeah. I mean, if, 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 if you do have no Mark Andrews, because we're not going to be on the podcast tomorrow to be able to tell you, if Mark Andrews does sit, you know, for me, uh, of the other tight ends that are there, Hayden Hurst will probably be my guy. I know Nick Boyle, you know, got some work last week, and Hayden Hurst had that 61-yard touchdown. But, you know, Hayden Hurst just seems to be the more athletic guy. I mean, more mm-hmm. comparable to what Mark Andrews is. So if you, you know, if you have Mark Andrews, you know, and you're worried about it, I would pick up Hayden Hurst. You know, just drop your wide receiver five that you're never going to play and pick up Hayden Hurst just to see, you know, if Mark Andrews goes tomorrow. Yep. All right. So let's get into our high guys for the week. Uh, Dan, why don't you start us off? You were the first one to send that text out today to us. All right. Well, uh, I hit you with a with a blind side on my first guy. I don't think anybody's starting him, but I'm just going to call out his name anyway, um, just because I like the matchup. I like the the spot he's in, but I'm going to go with Eli. Uh, first half against the Eagles, he looked awesome. He got completely shut down in the second half. Um, you know, Eagles Eagles had to have that game, and they did. So I mean, I don't think it was so much Eli. They were just getting pressure on him, but he looked really, really, really good the first half and. He's playing, you know, he's at home. He's playing against a bad Miami Dolphins team. And I kind of think it's like his, his, you know, his last lot of go, you know, going away parade basically. And I just think he's going to show some, uh, show some guts and some, you know, basically try to make plays for, you know, to end his career. He doesn't want to go out as three straight losses or whatever. That is if he even plays. Yeah. Last hurrah. Um, Running back. I got uh, uh, James White. Um, I like James White this week. I think Sony Michelle stinks so bad that they just have to use him. They got to use him. I mean, they, he is really Steve touched on it. You know, you can't rely everything on Julian Edelman. I think they're going to go over the tape and see that when they get James White involved in the games, uh, it goes smooth and they need to get him involved in just not just passing. Cause he's always there, you know, for 10 targets, but they got to get him involved with rushing. He's just a really good back when they use him. Um, receiver. Uh, Odell Beckham. And the reason I like Odell is because I don't think Odell's going to be a Brown next year. And I think this is where Odell plays for Odell. And I don't, you know, that's basically, you know, maybe this is his, his, his tape for other teams. You know, at least if he's got interviews or whatever, he can still say, you know, this was me trying right now. And, you know, you can see that I'm still an elite receiver in this league. So, I mean, and he's got a good matchup too. I mean, he's, he's had good matchups and, and not done well, but, you know, this whole team hasn't done well, but I think uh, I like Odell this week. I think he, you know, he comes through. I know they're not really playoff relevant, but I think he plays. I just, I like, I think Odell plays for Odell this week. Uh, last, I'm going to go with uh, Hollister. Um, just really like another matchup. And I think, uh, you know, we all, every week I feel like all one of us has Hollister and he's, you know, he never puts up a stinker. He's never in our dumpster divers. He's right in that, you know, five to 10 tight end wave. Pretty good. Um, you know, he's not putting up Earth's numbers, but he's, he's, he's definitely not towards the back end. So I, I think he's, he's a safe for, for me. He's my safe pick this week. Uh, someone you can rely on. That's probably going to get you, you know, eight to 12 fantasy points and maybe more if he can get in the end zone. All right. So I'll go next. Uh, Jimmy G is my quarterback. Uh, they played the Falcons this week. We know that the Falcons, um, you know, passing defense is not very good. They've been better uh, the last few weeks. 
They have been. They have been, but I just watched Jimmy G just torch <laughs> the Saints for this week. I am not worried about the Falcons. I think that this team is starting to click a little bit on offense, and that's a little scary considering the defense they have. So, um, yeah, I like Jimmy G this week. Uh, Philip Lindsay, you know, we've talked about Philip Lindsay. This is my running back. Uh, this Philip Lindsay, we talked about him before. Uh, I think Steve brought it up. You know, in divisional games, he always seems to step it up a little bit. He gets the Chiefs this week. We know the Chiefs' run defense is probably their Achilles' heel uh, compared to their pass defense, which has gotten a lot better under Steve Spagnola. Um, so to me, I think Philip Lindsay steps it up this week. You know, Obviously, this could be a potential. This could be a blowout, and Philip Lindsay could you know, wind up just being more of a pass catcher. But either way, I still think he's going to get his. All right, and my wide receiver is D.D. Westbrook. Uh, you know, D.D. There's no D.J. Chark this week for the Jaguars, probably. So D.D. Westbrook will probably be the go-to guy for the Jags against the Raiders. We know what kind of pass defense the Raiders has had. You look, Ryan Tannehill just shredded them. Mahomes shredded them. Uh, Sam Darnold shredded them. Like this is the last three weeks for the for the Raiders, and they've just given up, you know, 34, 40, and 42 points. Uh, you know, Tannehill just had 391 passing yards. So, you know, this pass defense is terrible. I do think the Jags are going to be able to throw the ball, and I think D.D. Westbrook is going to be, you know, the biggest recipient of the of the passing. You know, with with no D.J. Chark, and my tight end is a guy that I've kind of. I've been hating on him all year, and I got to come around. Jared Cook. Jared Cook has been a guy just over the last four or five weeks has become a beast. It seemed like they just have kind of integrated him in the offense a little bit. I didn't think he was going to do anything last week against San Fran. Obviously, he caught two touchdowns early, uh, got hurt on that concussion, you know, on that you know head-to-head hit. But, you know, he looks good for this week. And to me, you know – this team kind of really could use a second target like that, uh, especially, you know, with the way the Falcons have kind of played them and put out a blueprint of, you know, if you just, you know, stop Michael Thomas, you can kind of keep yourself in the game against this, uh, against this team. Um, and with Jared Cook, man, he, he seemed like over the last four or five weeks with that, that blueprint kind of being, being played by some of these defenses that, you know, he's going off. So I, I think Jared Cook is going to continue that production this week, and he's my high tight end. Yeah, because we know that Kamara really isn't doing anything. Yeah, for them, yeah so. that's the thing. Kamara hasn't done it. Like, he's been useless. Terrible. He's yeah. Plus, plus, Terrible. You know. Yeah. All right, Steve, you're up. All right. So my high quarterback of the week is Kyler Murray. For me, it's pretty simple. I don't think that the Cleveland Browns defense is very good. And, you know, Kyler Murray has been pretty bad the past two weeks, past might be three weeks now. Uh, he's not been very good. But against this matchup, you know, I just don't see, you know, Andy Dalton look pretty good against this team. Honestly, if you watch that Bengals-Cleveland game, Andy Dalton was kind of going up and down the field with no problem. They just couldn't get in the end zone. They were having trouble when they got to the red zone, but they had no trouble getting to the red zone. So, you know, Kyler Murray, I think he's also going to have no problem going up and down the field on this team. You know, it is a home game for the Arizona Cardinals, so, you know, hopefully that gives him a little bit of a incentive to uh, go out this fantasy season with a bang. And uh, I like Kyler Murray. You know, I know you probably weren't starting him for the past couple of weeks, and if you picked up a guy like Ryan Tannehill, I would not start him over Ryan Tannehill. 
But if you have a guy like Sam Darnold or, you know, something like that that you picked up to try to work the matchups because Kyler's matchups have been bad, this is the week where you put Kyler back in there and uh, get him going. So he will be in my top 12, probably, you know, maybe 10, 11, 12, somewhere in that range. Uh, My next guy is Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon, since basically he decided that he was getting some good blocking or the Bengals decided that they wanted to block for him has been awesome. He has been very, very good. Uh, you know, he's been putting up – He's I think he's put up, what, four 100-yard games? I think it's four 100-yard games in the past seven games. So, you know, he's been playing very well. He's getting blocking finally, which is just – we all remember what the Bengals blocking was looking like the past, you know, in the beginning of the season for him, you know, and he's been great. You know what I mean? Joe Mixon has been a guy that you've been relying on. And I don't think that this new England Patriots defense uh, can stop the run very well. I think the Bengals are going to be able to run the ball in this game. I think they want to run the ball in this game so that the Patriots, you know, they just put, I think they can put up points that way. You know what I mean? If you look at, you know, what he has been doing, he's been, He's been very consistent, you know, seven since week eight, 17.7, 17.1, 17.3. He had a bad game against Pittsburgh, 7.9. But then 17 uh, against the Jets, and last week, 27.6. You know, I think the game plan at home against New England, you know, run the ball, get the ball in Joe Mixon's hands early and often, you know, and, you know, try to put up some points on this on this Patriots defense because this offense can't do nothing. <laughs> I mean, this offense is having a hell of a time trying to score points. So, you know, I don't think the Bengals are necessarily trying to win this game because I do think they want Joe Barrows, and they're probably going to get him. But, you know, I do like Joe Mixon to get a heavy workload in this game, and I don't think the Patriots are going to be able to stop him, you know, any better than Cleveland or the Jets, who have a very good run defense, are able to stop him. Uh, my next guy is Cooper Cup. I know Cooper Cup has been just – okay the past couple weeks you know he got in the end zone for you the past two weeks uh but his stat lines have not been very good uh but if you watch that buffalo bills game you know with the the primetime turkey game uh it was the bills just throwing to cole beasley all over the field i mean using him in the slot getting him the ball you know getting the ball in his hands quickly and we all know that Cooper Cup is way better than Cole Beasley. So if they had a hard time stopping Cole Beasley, I don't see how they stop Cooper Cup. You know, I think they are going to have a hell of a time trying to stop Cooper Cup. And I like Cooper Cup a lot this week. You know, he's probably a guy that you're going to have in your starting lineup no matter what because he's been, you know, just that good this year. But this is a week where I think Cooper Cup blows up top five guy in, in, in my eyes. Um, OJ Howard is my tight end. You know, I know, I know OJ Howard has not been great, but OJ Howard is without Mike Evans. I think he is a guy that they're going to use deep. You know, you'd have Brashad Perryman who, you know, can get deep, but you know, you can't, you can't account for OJ Howard's size and speed. The dude is just humongous and there ain't no safety keeping up with him, you know, running down the field. So I think they take advantage of that with no Mike Evans. And I could see O.J. Howard, you know, getting some deep targets the same way he did last week. You know, last week he was four for 74. 
you know, I could see the pretty similar stat line this week, you know, four or five catches for, you know, 75 yards, and you hope he gets in the end zone. If he gets in the end zone for you, then you're extremely happy you started O.J. Howard. Yeah, this is kind of the test, huh? You know, with with O.J. Howard and, and Bruce Arians and how much he's really going to plan on using him because now you're missing a weapon, and obviously – you know, Godwin is clearly their best blessed receiver now, but I think your best, pass, your second best pass catcher now is OJ Howard. And you know, let's see how much Bruce Arians uses him. You know, it could just be a dislike thing. It could be not fitting the offense, a system thing. But they got to take advantage of this with no Mike Evans just to see what they have. You know. Yep, I agree. All right, and really quick. Uh, there's two bets that we started before the year uh, that, the Ram, that I just the Rams to talk bet. about. Huh? We all did a Rams bet, too. That well, the, Rams also- bet, the Rams bet, actually, right now, all right, that's actually a good one because the Rams bet, uh, Dan, you're losing terribly. <laughs> no, I got, I, got, I got Woods. No, I had Woods. You had Cooks. <laughs> you had Cook. I, who had Cup? Or I had Cup. You Steve had, Cup. had Woods, and you had no, Cup. No, I had Woods. Steve had Cook. Cooks, you that had cup. Yes, I don't even okay. remember this bet. If I'm being honest, yes. <laughs> we each, all right. So our our highest Rams receiver was all a was all different. So, uh, you had right cup. Now, I had Woods. Steve had Brandon Cooks. Okay. Well, I'm so definitely right now, Cooper this. Cup is number six with two hundred fantasy two hundred and four fantasy points in PPR. Robert Woods has one hundred and sixty point six. And he's number two in that order. So unless Robert Woods just goes off and Cooper Cup gets knocked out in the next three games, I would say that's me. Yeah, that's a that's uh, So Derrick Henry at this point looks like he's on pace for 300 touches. Uh, I was incredibly wrong about Derrick Henry, and I'm going to admit that right now. And I actually love the guy. Like I, <laughs> I literally – like I, me and Steve were talking about this earlier. I lo- – like – I literally transformed my whole opinion on Derrick Henry just from having having him in my fantasy league this year and seeing what he did and how he just they used him the right way. They fed him, fed him, fed him the ball. And when you feed that guy a big ass running back that size, the ball that much, it just wears down the defense and he's going to break long runs and he don't look fast. But when he gets out in the open, he will break away from defenses. It's he's really actually a very good player. Right now, he has 250 rushing attempts and receiving. He has uh, 18 catches, which is actually the most in his career. So he's at 268 touches. He needs 32 touches in three weeks. Yeah. That's, that's, that's 10 and change a week. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so unless he misses time, which he is dealing with a hamstring injury, but unless he winds up sitting out, it looks like Steve's going to win that bet. Uh, and the next one was the Kyler Murray bet. So Steve said Kyler Murray was going to equal Robert Griffin III's fantasy points from 2012. Mm-hmm. To uh, Robert Griffin III that year, at after Week 16, that's where we drew the cutoff at because that's where the fantasy championship, you know, most fantasy championships are pretty much over. Uh, Robert Griffin III had two, 303 fantasy points after week 16 in 2012, I believe it was. Let me see, make sure 100%. Uh, 
I'm pretty sure that's what it was. I was just looking at it. Yeah, 303.2. Right now, Kyler Murray has 239 uh, point. I have 243.2. 240. Okay, yeah, yeah. Kyler uh, would at, Kyler would have been right there if he didn't. I have two two fifty two point two actually. So is that six point per passing touchdown? Uh I don't know. You said you have how much? Two. I have two forty two point three. Okay, well, that, I, I but that's in four point per passing touchdowns. All right, so I'll just go by mine just because I'm I was I was looking at the same site. So that basically means Kyler Murray needs. Uh, 50 points in the next two weeks to surpass Robert. Griffin uh, he's going to get it. He's going to get 35 this week. <laughs> that's pretty close. That's going to be pretty close. That's going to be he a close he, one. He, he, I'm telling you, if he did, he just had a, co- a rough couple of weeks, he would have soared over that number. He was really, uh, he, oh yeah, he, he was played, on pace for it. He was definitely yeah, on he pace played, for it. He played the Rams, who have just been on fire the last few weeks, and then he played Pittsburgh, whose defense yeah, just, just been awesome. But he gets Cleveland and Seattle, and you can throw on those teams. Oh, oh he's going to do it. He's got dog. Seattle in week he's 16. He's going to do it. Seattle's against, well, last time against Seattle, he didn't do very much. He had a rushing touchdown, but he didn't have any passing. He had a pick. He had four for 27 rushing, and he had 241 yards passing. Seattle has worked themselves it into like the bottom five. Game. It's an away game. It is the away game. So that oh. could be this could be an oh, interesting one to pay. It's going to be a good finish. I need I need Kyler to get me thirty five this week. What's the most he's had this year? Uh, twenty eight, twenty eight point eight, according to this. I need him I'll, to get me uh, a thirty five game. Yeah, that's not happening. He's not going to hit it. <laughs> 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 but still, he had a hell of a try. That's how yeah, I'm, I, I'm yeah. I think we can both. I think we can both just say like Robert Griffin the third's rookie year was just un, 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 unmatchable almost like. You know, for for rookie by rookie standards, like there ain't gonna be too many rookie rookies that put those kind of stats up. No, but at the same point, Kyler Murray, statistically for a fantasy football quarterback, has he been tried. pretty big, pretty good. Yeah, he damn sure tried. All right, so let's get into our start sick questions for Week 15, your semifinals of the playoffs. Oh yeah. All right, so we're 46 minutes in, so we'll do like I don't know, eight nine questions. All right, I can. All right, so uh, Kleg twenty eight asks, I can't believe I'm asking this, but start one, Mahomes or Tannehill. Next question. <laughs> yeah, check it out, guys. So uh, I was actually looking something up, and Denver and and the- my question is why you even have Tannehill. I mean, I, I and I love Tannehill. He's been great. Yeah, he has been but, great. Like, you drafted Mahomes in the third round, or you gave up an extreme Dude, amount. Some people of, were taking him in the second. It like, was like insane how how high you he was going. Guy that high, you're just you're playing him every week, and you're not worrying about the matchup. Period. Did you guys see Drew Brees last week? Did you yeah. see Drew Brees last week? Did you see Deshaun Watson two weeks ago since against the Patriots? Like, when you have a stud, you play the stud. Period. Yeah. Against Denver in week seven, that was actually the game he got hurt. If you guys remember, he dislocated his knee. It looked terrible. Yeah, that was. Um, but before that happened, he was 10 for 11 for 76 yards and a touchdown. And that's against a Denver Broncos defense 
in Denver. You know, we all know how good Denver is on, you know, a passing defense, but he was 10 of 11 for 76 and a touchdown. I'm pretty sure that's better than anybody else. You know what I mean? And I'm pretty sure that, uh, what's the, what's the slot corner from, from Denver that we've been talking about? Uh, what Bryce Callahan going to be out? Yes. That was pretty, I was pretty sure Bryce Callahan was playing at that time as well. And we've known, we've seen what what the Broncos' past defenses look like without Bryce Callahan. Um, yeah, start Mahomes. Yeah, start and Mahomes. I'm, I'm, I'm taking Kelsey and Hill over AJ Brown and Corey Davis every day of the week, all day long. twice on Sundays. Yeah, all day long. Yeah, there's no way I'm sitting Patrick Mahomes. Sorry, dude. You're oh. overthinking it. <laughs> you are overthinking it. All right, so we have. Oh my. I'm not gonna say his name. I'm not going to say this person's name. Cooper Cup or A.J. Brown, PPR? All right, next one. <laughs> you any good questions, Steve? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Should I sit Eckler this week? <laughs> I think Steve just reads these. I think Steve just reads these to embarrass the people writing them. I, you, know, you, don't, yeah. you, don't, you don't say this so he can give good fantasy advice. He, he wants to embarrass the listeners. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, check it out. <laughs> check it out, guys. I mean, we've said this before, and I'm not trying to embarrass anybody. You know what I mean? Like, these are legitimate questions, and we get it. You know what I mean, like, you are in this spot in your fantasy playoffs. <laughs> Cooper Cup versus AJ Brown is not a legitimate question. <laughs> That's a terrible question. And everybody <laughs> said, like, I've actually seen, I actually saw Woods or, or AJ Brown, which is at, on, uh, I think, on, on one of the, you know, sites. And yeah, that's I'm actually not. a more legitimate yeah, question. Yeah, that's more, way more legitimate. Everybody was saying A.J. Brown. And I'm like, A.J. Brown, last uh, week, before this week, had, like, six fantasy points in a half-point PPR. Yeah. Robert Woods has been putting up, like, 20 every week. Like, I know. For the you past, can't like, four weeks, Robert Robert's Woods right now. He's been very good. Other than that game, he missed, you know, the game before he missed because of whatever happened to him. You know, and then the three games after that, he's been very good. So... You know, and he didn't even play a whole game against the Ravens, and he had what five for ninety-seven or some craziness. Yep. But either way, so you're starting Cooper Cup. Yes, you're starting Eckler if you have him because he just had two hundred total yards and two touchdowns. So you know what I mean? It's pretty hard to sit a guy after that. All right, so this is a good one. Do I trust Mixon against the Patriots? My other options are Juju, Anthony Miller, Jamison Crowder, and Hollywood Brown PPR. All right, so the only guy I'm really considering is Anthony Miller, but I just I'm not sitting I'm not sitting Joe Mixon. I think he's a high guy for me this week, so I don't know how you guys feel about it. I'm not sitting or uh, Mixon for any of those guys. No, no way. No, none of those names are are All you right. know. So I got a personal conundrum. I'm going to give you Joe Mixon or Mark Ingram. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> I like Mixon right now. He's, he's Ingram has not been good. But- and Mixon has been so good over the See, last few weeks. This is the thing. And this the is the Jets thing with Joe. Patriots. Yeah. <laughs> and this is the thing with Joe with with Mark Ingram that I, I think would be the deciding factor for me. So you know Joe Mixon's gonna get at least eighteen touches. Mark Ingram hasn't had eighteen touches all season long. And not to mention they're sixteen point favorites in this game. And when they go into just run out the clock mode, they don't use Mark Ingram. No, they, they don't. Yeah, you know I mean, they use 
Gus Bus. Gus Bus comes you know I mean? in. So, I mean, for me, I got I have Mixon over over Ingram this week. The Gus Bus takes him to the next destination. Yes, oh my God. <laughs> Yes, he does. It's a great matchup. That's the thing, though. He could score 25 fantasy points in the first half and then just not play the whole second half. I know. It's it's such a con- it's such a conundrum. All right. So we have Monster Soft the Midway. That's that's actually pretty good. Monster Monsters of the Midway, but it's like, you know what I mean? All one word. It's pretty good. I like it. All right. Mixon Sanders. Jones. No. Okay. We're going to take Jones out because you are – if you are starting – Ronald Jones at this point in your playoffs, then, you know, that's an issue. All right, so Carlos Hyde, A.J. Brown. He needs two for his flex. So, for me, that's simple. I'm definitely going Mixon. And then, you know, if there's no Howard, I'm probably going Miles Sanders against the Redskins because we just watched what the Redskins gave up to Aaron Jones last week. Aaron Jones – Looked like the best running back in football last week against the Redskins. So, you know, for me, you know, mixing in 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 Sanders for me. Yep, I would say the same thing, mixing in Sanders. Yeah, I'll third that. All right, I need to start one running back in my PPR league: Austin Eckler or Raheem Mostert. That's a good question. I like that um, one. Huh. I'm, I'm still going Eckler. Yeah, yeah. me too. It's it's tough. Two hundred yards in hot, his last game. But, but Eckler, Eckler just had himself. He had himself a year. He really did. The guy had himself a year. Yeah, actually, getting a little bit off topic. Jeff kept him in like a buddy in our league. In our you know the league that we talk about sometimes on the podcast. Guy kept him in like round. What was it? I don't know, 15. I think he got him. I think he got him off the waiver wire, or maybe he drafted him like super late. But regardless, he kept him uh, this year because he couldn't figure out who the hell to keep, and it ended up being a really damn good keeper. Sure, shit did. All right, uh, let's see. Most starter Gurley this week. That to me, that's easy. I'm starting Gurley. Yeah. They are ramping Gurley up. So. Wentz or Titans twins. Ask Wentz or Winston, full PPR. <laughs> Wentz or Winston? All right, so the full PPR doesn't matter. It didn't register got, with me while you were laughing about that. I, I was like, I didn't even hear the full PPR part. I can't help it. Every, Dude, like, this is the second week in James a row we got Winston that. Winston plays the Lions and has been better statistically than Carson Wentz. I got to go with Jameis Winston. And Carson Wentz, our best receiver right now, is J.J. Arcega-Whiteside. For real. Is, I mean, playing, is he I healthy? I get the question, though. Cause, he I, mean, I get the question because, I mean, he's got a broken thumb. So maybe he's thinking, you know, with the broken thumb. Jameis throws five picks instead of four this week. <laughs> exactly. Uh you know, like like we said, there's just too many injuries on the Eagles to really, you know, see Wentz as a super viable guy. I think if he does have a good fantasy day, it's going to be because of the tight end position. You know, you're going to see Ertz and you're going to see, you know, Goddard get pelted with targets. But they did a, they did three tight end sets all game last game. I don't yeah. know if they're going to be doing that again, but if no one's healthy, they, they could be. Yeah. So, you know, for me, it's Winston. You know, he just has the better matchup. It is what it is. 
All right. Uh, start Peterson, Laird, or Connor. Half PPR. And that comes from Ray Finkel. Who was it? Peterson, Laird, or Connor? Yep. Connor. Yeah, it's got to be Connor. Yeah. I kind of like Peterson, though. Connor makes not me a little bit. Yeah, makes... Philly's defense is still second or third in the run defense. They're not first like they yeah, were last year. You still can't run against Philly. No. I know, but every time we say that about Peterson, like, think, like, look at his ma- I want to look at his matchups real quick. Because every time I say that about Peterson, he ends up having a damn good rushing game. Like, he played Actually, Buffalo. if you remember last year, he had, like, eight carries for 101 yards against us. No. One was a 99-yard rush. No, no. He, this, this, is, this is the stat. You ready? He broke off a 91-yard run against us yeah. on eight carries, and he didn't break 100 yards. Oh yeah, it was like eight, it was. It was like eight for 99 or something. Yeah, like that, right? it was like 99 yards, and the, he had the 91-yard touchdown. So the other seven carries that he had were for like seven or eight yards. It was it was a pretty impressive stat. That's crazy. But okay, so some of the other matchups that I'm talking about, you know, right? So he played. Let me see here. Dallas, when we assumed Dallas was a good defense, he had 11 points against them. Minnesota, he had 12.3. Against Buffalo, he had 108 yards. He had 14 fantasy points. And then against Carolina last week or two weeks ago, and then Green Bay last week, he had, you know, two double-digit games, 15.9 and 13.6. James Conner, the only thing, the only issue I have with James Conner is going up against Buffalo. You know, Buffalo is not the greatest run-stopping team, but – I just don't know if they give him a full workload coming back. Maybe they do. I'll agree. I'll go Connor. Uh, Dude, really quick. I just wanted to look something up while when we brought the Jameis Winston thing up. Yeah. So he's got 23 interceptions right now, which is actually a lot lower than I thought he had. But I wanted to look up and see where he was in, in with regard to most interceptions thrown in the season. Mm-hmm. Do you know, like, George Blanda back in 1962 threw 42 picks in a game or in a season. I was about to like, say in a game. <laughs> I, I said, yeah, in a game. I no, to be like, 40, damn. At what point were they like, yo, you got to sit down, bro. You, you, you got to the bench. Like we 42 picks in a game. And back then, I don't think they played 16 games. Yeah, that's, like, that's like three interceptions a game. Yeah. Oh crazy. my God. That's crazy. That Dude. Crazy. Levinny Testaverde threw 35. Like, Man. Yeah, I know. I remember Vinny Testaverde had a couple of seasons where he threw – he had some pick. For the Jets, he was just throwing picks up like they were, you know, they were free. Here you go. You get a pick, and you get a pick, and you get a pick. Brett Brett Favre was a big interception guy. He was – Brett Favre's most is 29, and that was in 2005. So, if Jameis throws two a game for the rest of the year, he'll break Brett Favre's. He will tie Brett Favre. Yeah, he'll tie Brett Favre. It's yeah, literally, he's actually having a Brett Favre season. Like, yeah, he looks for real. He's statistically. 5,000 5, yards, 40 touchdowns, 30 interceptions. See, yeah. and that, but see, and that's the thing. Like, do you do you think Bruce Arians looks at that and says, you know what? I have Brett Favre. You know what I mean? Like, does he say, you know what? I have the, I have the modern no. day Brett, <laughs> Brett Favre. No. You know what I mean? Because I, obviously he's not as good as Brett Favre. It's not even a comparison. But. He's got that gunslinger mentality. Does he think he can rein that in 
a his little guns, bit. He, his is not a gunslinger mentality. He's just he's his bad decision. Like he's a terrible his decision. Is, terrible. Like a it's terrible decision, dude, but he but is, throws pick. I, I will give him credit. A lot of picks are not his fault. <laughs> there is a lot yeah. of tip balls that he's has. Yeah, he does but, get a lot of tip balls. I mean, damn. But Jameis Winston is an awesome fantasy football quarterback. He is. Yeah, he, he is. is. Yeah, he's good <laughs> to Statistically, have. He's one of those guys that, like, he's not going to get you consistent points every week because he throws in those 10-point games every once in a while. But if you need he blows a guy up. To, yeah, if, he's gonna, if you need a guy to get you 35 and Jameis Winston playing on Monday night, he just might do it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm. Like, he's one of those. All right, let's see. We got uh, Winston or Tannehill this week. I like that one better. So Beard21 asks, Winston or Tannehill this week? I'm going with Tannehill. I, yeah, I, just, I, think I really like what Tannehill. Tannehill's doing. I know Jameis has the Lions, but he just lost his best receiver. I, I got to go with Tannehill. I just love what he's been doing. I, I love the offense they run. They do a lot of play-action bootlegs that – Literally, what they do is just line up the receivers on one side. They act like they're running the ball to that side and just run the receivers across the field. And so when Ryan Tannehill bootlegs around, he's just got guys running a free across the field because everybody's so focused on Derrick Henry. Like, it's a de- it's literally an offensive system that is so easy to run. And I don't know why more teams don't do it because it's what Dallas did back in, in Zeke and Dak's rookie year. And they were very successful. They did it with DeMarco Murray. Like, and you see what Tannehill's doing. It's just, it's simple football and it it works. I, I don't know why more teams don't do it. Yeah, I agree. All right. So we're just at the hour mark. So we'll do two more questions and then we'll be done. All right. So Jeff 20 asks, Amari Cooper, Stefan Diggs, Robert Woods, Miles Sanders, or Kareem Hunt this week. Need to start two. All right, say the names for me again. He said Amari Cooper, Stefan Diggs, Robert Woods, Miles Sanders, Kareem Hunt. Need to start two. Gotta start Cooper. Can't sit Ooh. Cooper. Yeah. Cooper's hard to sit. Against the Rams. Now, actually I'm sitting Cooper. He's got he's got Ramsey this week. I'm not playing Cooper. I'm still gonna play. I'm still gonna play Cooper. Diggs has a tough matchup with the with the with the uh, Chargers, and he gets and Thielen's gonna be back, so I'm sure his his words workload's gonna be a little lighter. Woods Woods Miles has been Sanders. hot. Miles Sanders is getting the workload right now, so I mean, yeah. I mean, if he's healthy, Boston Scott's going to see a lot more work. If Jordan Howard's not healthy, they're going to throw Boston Scott out there. He looked way too electric last week. For he did not too, you know. Start using him a little bit more. Yeah, we might have three different answers here because I'm going Woods Hunt. Hunt's got Arizona this week. Well, there's no way I'm not playing Kareem Hunt. Yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah. definitely going Woods Kareem Woods Hunt. Woods is a Woods. guarantee for me right now. Yeah. Woods is on yeah. fire lately, so Woods has to be in there. Yeah, Woods and Hunt for me. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go Cooper Woods. So we're all gonna we're all gonna go we're all gonna be consensus on Woods. Woods and you know what? I'm going to go Woods and Sanders. Woods and Sanders. So you got Woods and Cup. I mean, Woods and Cooper. Woods and Hunt. Woods and Sanders. Basically, you're starting Robert you're Woods. Stop it, right? <laughs> you're starting Robert Woods. It is what it is. All right, yeah. so we'll That's do our fun. last question. This one. Yeah, I, I actually – ugh, man. I 
if you would have asked me this question five weeks ago, I'd have laughed at you, but this is a good question now. Sit one, half PPR. Devontae Adams, Aaron Jones, or Alvin Kamara? Sit one? He has to sit one. What the hell kind of team you got, bro? <laughs> <You're not laughs> Jesus you're not Christ. Lying. Sit Dude. one? I'm sitting Kamara. Yeah, I'm sitting Kamara. It, and I hate to say not that. Not even close. Not even close. Yeah, I hate to say that. He's Listen to this team. I don't uh, know they, how you, you get this Bears team. this week. Rich A1. A, Rich A I do not know, even understand how you got this team, bro. But this is crazy. He says, I'm starting Zeke, Hopkins, and Michael Thomas. He has to sit. Devontae Adams, I Aaron feel like Jones, this is a fake. I, yeah. I feel like this is a, tro- a troll. Yeah, this, this got has got to be a troll question. All right, we're going to do a different one. That's terrible. Yeah. All right, that's standard a, flex. You don't have all them damn players on that yeah, team. Yeah, that's Get insane. That's, in, that's insane. All right, so Philly316 says. Philly. Philly. It's flex defense. No, we're not asking that one. Yeah, we ain't asking defensive questions. Yeah, no. All right, so XC Wells says, uh, Darius Slayton, Mel- Mark Ingram, or Melvin Gordon? Have to start one in a standard league. Gordon. Uh, I'll probably go Ingram. Yeah, Melvin uh, Gordon plays the, plays the Vikings. Yeah, I think the they'll Vikings be able to do well. Standard, standard league, I'm probably going to go Ingram too. PPR, I would take Gordon because um, obviously I think he's more you know poten- bigger potential for PPR, but um, – yeah, I think I think standard. Oh, I'm gonna Vikings go off. Uh, going to. Yeah, it's a home game for. Yeah, the, the Chargers. Chargers. I'm gonna go Gordon. Yeah, Gordon yeah. at home, for me. I'm going. I'm going Ingram at home. <laughs> standard. Yeah, I like. I don't. I like them both, but. I'll slightly go Ingram in a standard, and if it's PPR, I go the other way. All right, so this is what we know we're not doing. We're not starting Slayton. <laughs> yeah, no, like, great, come on, great, man. great game. Sorry, <laughs> Kev, for, for Slayton. Yeah, we know we're not starting Slayton. Don't even bring up Darius Slayton. He's got <laughs> did to know my Darius. Did our audience, did, does our audience know about Slayton? I don't no, think they know. they don't know. They don't know. No, they know. They, uh, so for you guys that need to know, in our league that we've talked about, I was in a playoff matchup this week in which – I went into Monday night having Jake Elliott. He had Darius Slayton, and I was up about twenty-eight points. <laughs> it it yeah. was impossible to happen. Yeah. I mean, really. And, yeah, it and, literally in this league you get bonuses and things like that. There's a lot of bonuses for over forty-point touchdown. You know. Yeah, over uh, forty-yard touchdowns, you get like a, a three-point bonus on top of your touchdown, or on top of the yeah the touchdown, yeah. and then uh, hundred yards yeah, bonus for hundred yards, you get five points. Basically, he had 42.4 in the first half and didn't get a target in the second half. So my day was over at halftime. I literally was punching shit around my house and, uh, you know, just the way it went. However, I was, I was texting these guys. Doing, I was texting these guys while it ha- while it was happening. And I'm like, yo, you became a Bills Dar- fan at halftime. At halftime, <laughs> I, I was like, if 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 Dar- if they lose my game, if they lose this game for me, if if this Eagles defense keeps letting Darius Slayton go off and lose this game, I'm done. I'm becoming a Bills fan. I texted him at halftime. I said, go Bills. <laughs> I got back on the bandwagon because of my biggest money league. Carson Wentz and Zach Ertz won me that league. So I'm back on the Eagles bandwagon. Go Birds. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. All right. And so with that, we will end the podcast. Uh, remember, check us out on our website, www.4thandinchesff.com. 
as www.number4thinchesff.com for a bunch of content, articles, blogs, player profiles, rankings, and you can subscribe to our VIP content. And until next time, peace out, guys. Later. Peace.